Greetings, listener, and welcome to another episode of the Coco and Daltz podcast. I'm still not Coco. And I'm not Daltz. I, I like to do it like really dramatically at the beginning there. Did you notice that at all? I've noticed you've done that a time or two. Yeah, I, I think, like to really set it up. I think listener has too, and that's why we have one listener. <laughs> oh, you're blaming that on... <laughs> no, not at all, actually. It's you're blaming one of, the intro on, on one, of, one listener. One of many factors as to why we only have one listener. Well, they say in the podcast business, and I know you and I are veteran savvy people of the of this business, but they say when you talk to people, you want them to feel like you're just talking to them. So that's why we're talking to listener, because there's only one of you out there listening right now to what we're saying. That's right. We have a personal relationship with a nameless, faceless. Drunken Swedish listener. Yeah. And some in Canada, too, apparently. Awesome. Um, So this week, we are talking about the reboot for Unsolved Mysteries. Coco, take it away. (laughs) That's right, Dalt. (laughs) Oh, see, I like it when you do that. When I play along. Yes, exactly. I so rarely play along. So it's sort of like a, the, a microcosm of our relationship, <laughs> right. actually. On the podcast and in life, yes. I so rarely play along. When you play along, <laughs> I enjoy it. So uh, in the past couple of weeks, Netflix has rebooted the series Unsolved Mystery. It originally ran from 87 to 97 on NBC. Then it was picked up by like three different networks over the next 13 years a few times and rebooted. It's currently been off the air since 2010. Netflix just dropped six new episodes, all in the 45 to 50 minute range. There are five murders and one UFO sighting. (laughs) Random unsolved mystery. (laughs) Also, where are my keys? That's episode seven. (laughs) Right. Why did I walk into this room again? Right, exactly. <laughs> what day is it? Actually, that's a pandemic unsolved mystery. Yeah, what day true. is it and what should I be doing today? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so it's six episodes, five murders, one UFO. It's still got the creepy music from the original, but it no longer has a host, partly because Robert Stack is no longer with us and partly because they consciously made the choice not to include a host just because... Times are a little different now, and audiences maybe don't necessarily need the sort of hand-holding that they needed back then. Maybe tastes are different. They don't want somebody popping in every 30 seconds (laughs) to say, Ray was perplexed as to what (laughs) Maria was talking about. Well, they don't have any commercials either in the Netflix version, right? So like, you you want to bring it back to Bob Stack. As soon as you see Bob Stack on, on the screen, you're paying attention or you're in trouble. So Unsolved Mysteries debuted when I was 10 years old, and it scared the hell out of me. Like, Robert Stack <laughs> is a spooky-ass mofo. He is a you. serious dude. In that trench coat, like, I I had some not... And everybody watched it. It was a huge runaway yep. hit back in the 80s when it first debuted, so... Well, and just to, on that point, in the 88-89 season, uh, which was one of the early seasons, it had... It was number 17. It was na- ranked number 17 nationally. Well... It would seem like it would be a little bit better because that was still the point at which we only had three or four networks and not 8,000 cable channels. So you were kind of locked into what's on tonight. And there's no DVRs at that point either. So the next season, it was number 11. Yes. Oh, okay. So it was one of those. Okay. So anyway, so yeah, that's, I mean, it's, if you, even if you didn't see the original, the title is very self-explanatory. These Mm -hmm. are murders that have not been solved. They're 
loved ones or UFO sightings or UFO sightings that haven't been accounted for by the military. Um, <laughs> the the family members and the loved ones and the friends are coming forward asking for help to try to find out what happened, you know, to their to their loved ones who suffered these, you know, horrible things. So what uh what did you think? So uh, just cycling back to the Bob Stack or, oh, yeah. or Robert Stack as he's known professionally. Don't call me Shirley. Don't so well, I, but that was Leslie Nielsen, though, right? That was Leslie Nielsen, but okay. that's where I'm going. Is okay. after we watched Unsolved Mysteries, I watched Airplane again. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> because I couldn't. Because that's my Robert Stack. Like I didn't watch Unsolved Mysteries when I was a kid, and the only time I ever knew Robert Stack was from Airplane when he's trying to land the plane with uh, Robert Hayes trying to land the plane, and so I watched Airplane again with Robert Robert Stack. Leslie Nielsen, Peter Graves, and Lloyd Bridges, all these, wow. and, uh, you know, all serious, serious actors. And they were just hamming it up beautifully. So <laughs> that was a little bit of a palate cleanser for me. <laughs> right. So the Unsolved Mysteries. So Unsolved Mysteries, I like the concept. Um, one observation I had, having been not been a fan of the show originally and not watched it really, I knew of it, of course, and I knew uh, what it represented and what it was trying to do. But I'm, I'm very much somebody who likes closure likes likes things to be wrapped up at the end of a uh you know even though we watched the madeline mccann documentary Mm -hmm. that felt like it was there was some closure there in terms of it was too long but it would the case seemed to have come to an end in that and now obviously it hasn't but um in that particular presentation and all the other things that we watch like maybe that's the way that i've been conditioned by by culture and movies and tv shows and everything wraps up you want an ending you want an ending and you want you want some sort of resolution you want some sort of uh final scene where everybody's happy or whatever but so these shows obviously are not that at all it's almost like it's it's just the beginning of the story it's not even the middle of the story and i found it fascinating what they did um i think it's also a reflection of our times that that what unsolved mysteries how influential it was on subsequent documentaries that were made because a lot of the documentaries that we saw as part of this new season on netflix was they felt like just a regular documentary that we've seen lots of in other episodes so like it felt like uh, a miniature version of the madeline mccann documentary because there's a lot of drone shots and there's a lot of (laughs) you know people walking down the street looking sad and all that sort of stuff And, and it's just sort of the way that it shows that documentaries have become more mainstream now than they were in the original days of Unsolved Mysteries. I thought it was good for what it was. Um, I, I don't think I would... I, I'm not necessarily going to recommend it because I think there are other things out there that are better that mm-hmm. you could spend your time on. Um, but for what it was, I thought it was fairly well done. And you know, I'm, I, I don't want to recommend it also because there's no Bob Stack. Right. Totally. You know, they should have hologrammed Bob Stack in there and just like <laughs> looked into the camera and like, if you know anything. <laughs> if they can hologram Tupac at right. Coachella, right. then they can hologram Robert Stack. Exactly. Get him in there and like make his lips move and say unsolved.com. Because, you know, (laughs) how much did they have to pay for that URL? You know, like that domain name. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, somebody owned unsolved.com before this. Yeah. So (laughs) what did you think, Coco? So I liked it. I am a fan of the true crime genre, Mm -hmm. as many people are. Mm -hmm. Um, I, well, let me take that back. I, I didn't like it as in I didn't enjoy it. 
in the same way I would a movie or a TV show, like, because it's sad. Like, these people, they, like you said, they've had no closure. They've had no resolution. Like, their husbands, their children, their wives, their mothers. They're still gone or unsolved. They're still gone. They don't know what happened to them. Like, in one poor kid's case, he doesn't even have his mom's ashes because the day after his mom disappeared his stepdad changed the locks on the house and kicked him out he wasn't even allowed to go in and get his clothing and then two years later her body is found and the stepdad is just like hoarding the ashes so that poor kid like you feel so bad for him yeah so yeah i don't want to say like i enjoyed it because i enjoying other people's misery right exactly like you you feel so bad for these people they just want answers and that's why they they're on this platform appealing to anybody especially because in many cases the police really kind of didn't do their jobs too well (laughs) yes if at all yes so if and i understand that sometimes you just don't get answers like sometimes well there are a lot of cold cases out there yeah sometimes somebody commits the perfect crime and you're never going to get closure and i understand that but so I didn't enjoy it as I would sitting down and watching like a side Seinfeld rerun. But at the same time, I am a fan of the true crime genre. Mm-hmm. I did quote unquote enjoy it from that perspective. Like I thought the the actual like production values were well done. The mm-hmm. cases were all compelling. Mm-hmm. The lack of host didn't bother me at all. Right. It still had the creepy music, <laughs> you know. So it was still like I was a ten year old, like ah, you know, like watching watching something on NBC. Is that why you were 80s. gripping my arm all throughout yeah. the entire? Well, that and also because you're dreamy, and I wanted to get close to you because <laughs> it's our first date. That was totally a softball. I set you up on that one, and and you hit it out of the park. Good reaction time there. Yeah, and the episodes were all like forty five to fifty minutes. So I feel like I say this a lot, but it's something that you can you can knock out very quickly right you know it's not the madeline mccann thing which is an eight-parter that you're <laughs> gonna have to sit down and just plow through and maybe there wasn't a lot of filler yeah like it didn't seem like they went over the same stuff a right. lot it seemed like it went only stuff that was pertinent was shown yeah there wasn't a lot of oh and she was dating this guy or you know whatever yeah. any yeah. kind of salacious type well thing, so. and also these are not sequential so you can watch them out of order if you want right. to uh-huh. or you can watch two of them if you want to like it's it's very much so if the ufo thing doesn't appeal to you which i thought was very fascinating yeah actually. the I mean, ufo I know, thing was amazing i know i was mocking it off the top but uh it was and it's it took place not far from here actually uh, in Berkshire, uh, Massachusetts, so uh, Berkshire Mountains up there. So um, I, I think that you could definitely dip dip into this, and mm-hmm. it could be one of those things where, like, oh, you know, my my wife is going to get ready for bed, so I've got forty five minutes to waste. I think I'll. I mean, are you speaking from experience there, adults? <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I'll I'll bang one out, and and I did like a lot of the. Uh, in the same vein that I liked Criminal, which I've raved on and on about, and not many uh, downloads on that, listeners, so keep working on that if you could. But that UK <laughs> go, series... Go back in the archive and find our review of the Netflix series Criminal and listen to that. So the fascinating part about that to me, which is also the case in this with Unsolved Mysteries, is the is the is the crime solving that goes on. So you have clue A leads to clue B and leads to suspect A and all the, you know, this could, this could, this could, this could. That's the stuff I find fascinating. It's essentially the forensics, for want of a better term, of solving a crime. Mm -hmm. Um, When they do all that, and in some of these instances, they actually solve the crime to a certain extent, but they don't 
have somebody to arrest because they don't have a body right. or they don't have, uh, you know, it's all circumstantial evidence in the same same sort of vein. So, Or there's, a, there's sorry to interrupt, there's one okay. episode where it takes place in France and right. a father, spoiler alert, kills his entire family and their dogs and then he takes off and by the time the cops figure out the family is dead, he's got a three-week head start on them and he just like walked off into the mountains mm-hmm. in the south of France and they don't know... Did he kill himself in the mountains or did he hop a train or right. a bus right. or, you know, yeah. So like they know what happened, like they, they know what happened, but they just don't have a person to bring in right. to pin it on. They don't have so, the suspect. Yeah. And, and I think that, that that's a telling thing to me is in terms of the loose ends is that you, I want to know what happened to that guy. Like, is he dead in the mountains and they found his body or did he change his identity? I mean, I know that's the point of the series, right. but I'm wondering in this day and age where a lot of people I think are used to mm-hmm. tying up loose, like that's why people binge watch things is to get to the end and find right. out what happens, right? Find the, the denouement. Or oh, the, look at you Canadian dropping the French. <laughs> yeah. Or the resolution or, you know, they, they want to know exactly what happens and how everything pans out. So I'd be interested to see what the reception to this is. There's only six episodes, which is, which is kind of a light lift for uh, for something for Netflix to to commit to. So maybe they're testing this out as well to see if it's received well, but... I read uh, that they're coming back with another six or ten episodes this fall. Okay, so you read the research notes and I didn't, apparently. (laughs) Well, I don't know if they were all supposed to drop at the same time, but then Netflix said... Oh, we're running out of content because <laughs> right. we're not able to film anything. So maybe we're going to hold off on the other episodes that are in the can until later. So mm-hmm. we're not running out of stuff and people are stopping paying their thirteen eighty one a month. Right. Right. Because <laughs> we don't want that because we're only making zillions of dollars. Right. Totally. The, uh, so the, the interesting case to me was the first one uh, where it involves the you know, happily married, freshly married husband who for some unforeseen, unknown, unsolved reason is found dead in a convention center room that looks like he fell from a hotel in, uh, where was that? Baltimore. And uh, I thought that was really interesting, the way that they did all the possibilities in terms of he could have done this. No, the first theory was he jumped. And they said, well, no, if he jumped, he had to have been the world's best <laughs> long jumper in order right. to get from the edge of the roof all the way to over where the hole was in the garage, you know, 20 stories down or whatever yeah. it happened to be. Um, so that was a, just an example of, like, there, there was a lot of drone footage in that flying over the hotel. Um, but that was an example of sort of what I was talking about, the forensics, is they really narrowed mm-hmm. it down. And they said, well, he couldn't have died this way, and he couldn't have died this way, and he couldn't have died this way. And then we get to the end of it, and they don't really determine how he died. Like, right. how did he get, you know, how did he die a broken human being at the bottom of this, uh, in the, on the floor of this convention center through a, a roof? And there was speculation, I think you said online, Coco, that... He was doing something along the lines of the game and he was jumping from a helicopter because people couldn't hear. They never heard him jump and they never heard him fall or anything like that or scream. You think somebody would yell if they were falling from a 20-story building. Right. And I think that's another way that this show is different from the original because people expect forensics like that because we've just had 20 years of watching NCIS and CSI and... Uh, forensic files and all these shows that go into the science mm-hmm. and we didn't have that in the 80s like in right. the 80s we barely knew what dna was we had magnum so, pi as our yes. police, uh or as our detective example i guess right totally so which is not a bad thing yeah so that's that's one way for sure it's been updated is like especially in that episode like they went into mm-hmm. like well 
did he do this? But he couldn't have because this doesn't make any sense. Did he do that? Oh, but he couldn't have because then he would have had to do this. Mm -hmm. And it was, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a lot of technical, you know, cop talk with angles and (laughs) stuff like that. But it wasn't, it wasn't difficult to understand or anything by any means. It was just like, wow, I don't, I don't remember any of the original series, basically, because it was 30 years ago, and it's not something I'm going to go back and rewatch. But I definitely don't remember them saying like, oh, well, the isosceles triangle is this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So. <laughs> well, and that you raise a good point, too, is because crime solving has gotten a lot so much better mm-hmm. than it was in the mid 80s. So you've got a lot more DNA, uh, you know, you've got the forensics are a lot better. Uh, you've got, uh, I, I think, in, in uh, from what I understand, the original forming of the show in the 80s was a lot of law enforcement agencies were like, hey, we've got this case. Can you help us solve it? And they were going to a lot of TV people and newspapers and stuff like that. And it sort of grew from there because they didn't have the internet, obviously. They didn't have Ancestor.com or whatever it happens to be. (laughs) You know, like they didn't have any of those kinds of things where you could track things by DNA and by, uh, you know, a swab of a a cheek and stuff like that. So you had like... Yeah, would there have even been like any kind of FBI database or anything right. back then? Like seriously, right. you know. Yeah, and so what? Were they they're going on like, oh, I saw this guy, and he might have been there, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to now where you've got a, a hair fiber, a hair sample on a doorknob or something like that. Like it's just completely different. So what I'm saying is that the, the, there were probably some crimes that were solved in those days from that TV show. Mm-hmm. And that are probably not going to be as solved. It's not as easily to solve them that way today because they're already way ahead of the curve. Whereas back in those days, you're like, oh, let's let's put it on TV and see what happens. <laughs> Whereas now they've done everything they can. And it's sort of like, well, OK, if you want to do a story on this, let's do a story on this. So I'd be interested to see if any of these crimes actually are, com- are solved. I know there's been a lot of clues coming in, a lot of a lot of feedback from listeners and our viewers, I should say. But, you know, they just crackpots or are they people just like, <laughs> I got a theory that maybe Gilligan did it, you know, <laughs> him and the skipper. Well, apparently a week or so after Netflix dropped all the episodes, they also dropped on Reddit a Google Drive full of like more evidence and stuff from each of the six cases. And they're just letting Reddit go at it and try to solve, mm-hmm. you know, solve it based on like that. And I'm like, well, I mean, if anybody can do it, Reddit can do it. I mean, Reddit can take a tiny little pixel from a picture and figure out, you know, when it was taken and where it was taken and who's in it and the angle of the sun at the time of the day, right? Like, so. I, so we now have crawl, crowd solving. We yeah. Crowd sourcing. Now we have crowd solving. Well, I mean, if the cops are going to let a kid be disappeared for like three weeks and then like half ass like search a creek and be like, we didn't find him. And then like two days later, his family goes out and they're like, yeah, there's his body there right, right there, there where yeah. you said you searched. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's another infuriating thing about this is like, there's just in some cases, no, no justice. Yeah. And, and that's the frustrating part. And that's where you go to these kinds of things. It's like, you're not getting action because of maybe the person's skin color or right. whatever it happens to be a disadvantaged mm-hmm. class in some way shape or form and you're not getting the response that you think you need and the, everybody should get the same response then yeah by all means go to these it'd be interesting to see I, i'm interested to see what the, the follow-ups are like so when the next batch comes out if they do any sort of uh extras with here are the ones we solved from last time around yeah you uh-huh. know it would be nice to have for me because I'm that way, I need resolution. <laughs> right. You know, like, did we solve some of these? I mean, it would be very mm-hmm. easy to check them online, obviously. Yeah, but, totally. Um, but I and think I can't imagine Netflix wouldn't tout 
Right. You know, oh, 15-year-old, you know, murder solved thanks to unsolved mysteries. And So that one they should do the hologram of Bob Stack. Yes. They'd be like, thank you for contributing to the solving of these crimes. Like it doesn't even have to be, (laughs) it could just be something lifted from the old series and just hologram Bob in there and then introduce it. They've already got like like a spooky ass like blurry mugshot of him behind in the like in yeah. the background yeah. you know behind where the title card comes up so it's not too far from that to have a hologram or they could just lift a scene from Airplane and oh, have him true. introduce it that way and it's like you know get me get me over under or no I, you know <laughs> Rex Kramer whoever the he was the old the old detective the old pilot whoever he was. <laughs> So, uh, where are you standing on the recommendation scale with this one, Coco? I would I would recommend it. It's like I said, you can whip through it pretty fast. The cases are all compelling, mm-hmm. especially the UFO one. Like mm-hmm. that's really crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd like I said, I wouldn't necessarily say that I quote unquote enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. I would recommend it. So, two it, alien babies up, or <laughs> two alien babies up. Yeah. Yes. What about you, dolls? <laughs> I would say maybe one alien baby up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I uh, again, I I thought that it was it was fine, but if if we could somehow, if you know, if there was a code you could enter, and then you would get the solution. <laughs> yeah. Or or you had to submit your guess as to who you thought did it. Oh yeah. And then if you win, mm-hmm. or or weeks later they unveil. You know, I'm still sort of bugged about that. You know, it's like that. It's like that to-do list you have, and then things are not crossed off. Are you saying that because you just looked at your to-do list like two hours ago? Well, that's, and, I always look at my, yeah. no matter what time of the day, I've always just looked at my to-do list. <laughs> but it's one of those things, it's like, unsolved mysteries, not crossed off. <laughs> so that that makes me hesitate. I'd, I'd rather watch some other, I'd rather watch Criminal again. <laughs> oh, wow. But, wow. but you know. These were well done. If if you're into that kind yeah. of thing, and if you're if you remember unsolved mysteries, or you want to find out what the whole fuss was about from the '80s, and you're you know younger than us, which is a distinct possibility, yeah. then um, this is a good way to get back into that kind of thing. So, how do you feel about like the really big mysteries? Then, like who shot JFK? And yeah, see now that just bugs me <laughs> because there's so many theories out there, and I think we would just. As a society, we should just settle on one. We should just all have a, you know, agree and say the Soviets got Lee Harvey to do it, and then we're out. Oh, wow. So you don't think the uh, CIA uh, took him out because of the Bay of Pigs or whatever? Well, there's also the mob, too. Oh, well, yeah, there's of, the mob. Yeah, because yeah. of Marilyn Monroe and everything like that. Like, <laughs> Did the mob take him out because of Marilyn Monroe? I, I, thought had, I thought it had something to do with Illinois and like vote rigging. Well, see, no, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, yeah. We should, we should, maybe we should have our own Unsolved Mysteries podcast. I think we should. Like Coco and Dalt's Conspiracy Theory. Well, there is no, in terms of uh, one solved mystery I know, it's our love. <laughs> is that? It's solved. Is that an un, is that a solved mystery though, or does it move in mysterious ways? Oh, look at you! Yeah, and dropping you too at the yeah. same time. Well, and the Bible. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that. Yeah, Bono and and God. Right. I mean, same same thing. Yeah, kind of the same. So before we go too much further off the rails here, right? I'll let you know where else you can find us uh, on the interwebs if you want to hear us talk about anything else that we talk about about the moon landing ask coco about the moon landing <laughs> i dare you didn't happen so <laughs> there you go that's my that's There's my more hot to take. that though that's my hot take so you can find us on apple Podcasts, pandora soundcloud spotify stitcher TuneIn, Google Play, and YouTube. We are still in the process of trying to get the podcast on imdb so when that finally happens we will announce it 
on our social platforms, which are Coco and Dalts on Facebook and Twitter, also CocoAndDalts.com on the interwebs, and you can email us at CocoAndDalts at gmail.com if you want to give us any feedback, let us know what you want us to review in the future, all that fun stuff. And when you go to CocoAndDalts.com to read reviews of music, books, and movies... And I still got to change our um, template on that. I'm sorry about that. Click on support the podcast and then give us your bank account number. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking maybe as a uh, fundraiser, we could do like a Coco and Dalt mask. Oh. Like, yeah, like a Coco and Dalt's... Like a logo mask or like yeah. your smiling face on the bottom no, part of it? Nobody and people could to... wear that. No, that's creepy. Oh. No, just have like Coco and Dalt's real people, real reviews. Or my gonna... beard. You can oh, have yeah. like my beard on a mask and then... Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, we should totally do that. Let us know what you think about that, listener, if you want to have a uh, Coco and Dalt's face mask. The best suggestion gets a free mask. <laughs> we'll send it to you. All right. I'm, I'm cool with that. Are you cool with that? Yeah. So uh, thanks again for listening to us, listener. We appreciate your dedication and loyalty, and we know you have a choice. <laughs> so thanks for choosing us. Are there a million podcasts out there, did you say, that you saw the other day? Yeah, but none of them are like ours. That's true. I mean, because we move in mysterious ways. We do. And we move in the ways of, I would pre- prefer that we move in the ways of you two and not, and not God. Well, yeah. Just for what it's worth. <laughs> I don't want to smite people. No, no smiting. <laughs> yeah. Smoted? Have you been smoted? What's the past... Anyway. I don't know. So for another week, thank you again for joining us, listener. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dolph. <laughs>